You guys want to do the podcast? Yeah. All right, let's get this started before I get more naked. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait till episode three. <clears throat> Max is going to buy my shoes. <laughs> Testity test test. Good enough. There we go. Welcome to the Brose Podcast. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined as I am every week by my bros in Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And across from us on a monitor reporting live from Saskatchewan, Canada, Mr. Tim Hansen. What's going on, Tim? It's cold up here, eh? Is it really? Yeah, someone threw me in the trunk of a car, and I don't know how I got up here. No? Wow. <laughs> I also don't know what accent I'm doing. But that's... <laughs> it's decent. Yeah. It's decent. Yeah, the accent is the decent accent. <laughs> uh, welcome to another rousing edition of, of Rosé. Uh, Sean, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling so much You're better. You're back. I'm back and better than ever. How's PT treating you? Therapy. What what would <laughs> physical therapy be for that injury? Yeah. It's uh, exclusively cock push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> exclusively. Obviously. Well, well, we're glad you're back. We're glad you're healthy. Uh, we're, you're, you're in operating condition, which yeah. is all we could ever hope for. Yeah. Uh, we missed you in the last round of episodes. However, we did have our good friend Tim Bolger join us for episodes 5.1, 5.2, and 5.3, which you can go back and listen to on... Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and probably the moon as well. Um, so first, before we really get into the meat of the, the, the show, there, there was a, a good piece of constructive feedback that we got uh, yeah. after our last round of episodes. Uh, and something that I, I had never, I certainly never considered, and I don't know if any of uh, you guys had before this. Rich, what did you hear? Right, so my sister actually came to me and she's like, you guys need to change your uh, intro. Okay. I'm like, why is that? She's like, well, Matt says... Welcome to Brose, the podcast for bros who drink rose. Alright. And when she said it, I was like, no, he doesn't. She's like, yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. I've heard this 30 times. <laughs> She's like, yeah, he does. And it kind of makes it sound like it's just for bros who drink rose and not ex- inclusive to everybody else. Sexism. And- <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, because I went back and listened to a few. You do for every episode. And I'm like, how did Mary not catch that first? I think I think it's just ingrained in us. Like I just don't. Honestly, I don't listen to Matt. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Uh, nobody should. Nobody should at all. Like you might have said it as you were introing right now, and I don't even know. I didn't say it. I, I actively made a point to not say it this time. I, I can say safely that I put little to no effort into thinking up what the intro was for the show, and I, I have three witnesses to to. To uh, attest to that fact, except for Sean, who isn't listening to me. Uh, but, <laughs> but, just, but, uh, but so, but that, that did get me thinking, and, and I, I, we don't want to be an exclusive environment here on the Brose podcast. So, but we, but we need an intro. I mean, that's just the way podcasting works. We're professional podcasters. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, award winning, Grammy winning, Grammy winning. <laughs> Check out the Grammys in a few weeks. Yeah. LL Cool J is going to be walking us across the stage with our gigantic trophies. Uh, and, and, and as such, we want to have something professional as an intro. So I've come up with a few options, and I want to see what you guys think. Of course, right now, our intro, as Rich said, is the Brose, the podcast for bros who drink rosé. Uh, one option was Brose, the podcast where bros drink rosé. Brose, the podcast for those who drink rosé. So, okay, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it works. Brose, a clever disguise for our out-of-control alcoholism. Also. <laughs> I like it. True. Yeah, yeah. Brose, a podcast by bros for all. Okay, so that's, you know, we're back <laughs> yeah, to normal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Brose, an ED support group. Okay. Uh, 
Brose, a podcast for the Amish. Oh, oh I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, they I, do drink wine, right? Yeah, but and it's for everyone. And Amish, the Amish are part of everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. But now you're saying it's just for the Amish. Ah, uh, you are correct. Mm. Brose, the only way we update our families on anything going on in our lives. Okay. Brose, on a related note, Brose, disappointing our family since 2018. <laughs> right. Well, let's be honest, not since 1988. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Brose, the antidote for the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, yes. Brose, proof that white privilege definitely exists. <laughs> Brose, a podcast for nobody. Seriously, turn it off now. Brose, hey, you guys up for some hoagies? <laughs> Brose, Blue Ivy's Illuminati Sacrifice, and Brose, a podcast for Cleveland Browns fans by Cleveland Browns fans. So, and I think we have our winner with that last one. Yeah, yeah, that last one's pretty good. Yeah. Took a lot of brainstorming, but I think we came up with the right one. Yeah, yeah, So, alright, so, uh, well, we'll continue working on it, but absolutely our intro will be a little bit more included. Yes. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, we have Rosés. We yes, drink we do. Them, we consume them on a on a weekly basis here on the Brose Podcast. Rich, how would you like to tell us about what rose you are drinking this oh, evening? Oh, I am so excited for my rose, guys. Okay. My rose is Mommy's Time Out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is a it is a bottle that um it's a delicious pink rose. It is very delicious. Okay. And but it not, has not really pink. No, it's, it's not, like yellow. It, it is more like yellowish. Alright. But the bottle's pink. Like, yeah. The lettering on the bottle's pink. Yeah. Tim, I don't know if you can see it. I'll take your word for it. The rose I, I is see, pink, Tim. I see the word <laughs> pink. But it's, uh, it's really good, and I unfortunately couldn't find a rose that had an animal on it that oh, was within my price range. Hmm. I think the closest one was like 30 bucks, hmm. and I was like, nope, this was 10, and it was funny. So, <laughs> you got it. Much disappointed. Mr. O'Brien, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Maison Nicholas, a 2017 Pinot Noir Rosé. He he didn't intro that properly. It's move over, Josh. Move over, Nicholas Josh. Is here. Nicholas is in town, <laughs> in his house. Um, I got this for my birthday recently. And You're I, welcome. Thank you. Ah, yes, I didn't have to ask. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you need a thank you card to figure out. Well, I got three rosés for my birthday because if there are two things my family and friends know about me is that I like rosé and the Golden Girls. So <laughs> that was most of my gifts. But I got so this is uh, it doesn't have any tasting notes, uh, but it's it is very good. It honestly it is a little bit Josh like. It reminds me a lot of Josh. Really, it does. It's it's kind of sweet, but it's it's dry, but not in a in a. You know how sometimes a really dry wine will make you more thirsty. Yeah, and it doesn't really. But it doesn't. It has. It is dry, but also is uh, has that kind of thirst quenching. Okay. Uh, quality. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, my rosé is here. We go. Uh, Cantina Zaccagmini. Uh, El vino di Trausetto. It's a big fancy one. It's got a very much fancier label than I normally have. This has just been in our house uh, for a while, and I don't remember exactly where how we acquired it. It is a lovely wine, though. Uh, it's a rosé dry wine, 2016, and uh, I've, I've only had a couple of sips so far, and I would say it is it is good. It is a good wine. Uh, I, I won't say I'm going to guess that this is probably a a quote unquote more expensive bottle of of wine than normal. Than I would normally have on the show, but I, I can't. I don't have a refined enough palate to be able to substantially tell the difference, so <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but it's good. It's good so far. Tim, what are you drinking? Uh, so I actually bought four bottles of rosé today. I had two. And Tim, I was we like, only have three oh, episodes. 
<laughs> yeah, a bottle for each one and then some. Yeah. Um, including Pink Flamingo, which I was going to drink. Ooh. But I figured Richie had the animal covered, but apparently not. I couldn't find one. I'm sorry. So I picked up. It's literally just called Forty Ounce Rosé, and the only reason I got it is it it's in a forty bottle. Like I thought, it caught me out of the side of my eye. I was like, "Why is there beer here? That's not beer. It's nope. beautiful. Uh, and it tastes like you would picture a forty of wine. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, so everybody, go back in your memories. <laughs> Bless how you saw 40 of wine. Where, where did you get it again? Uh, just the, the, the wine and liquor store. Alright. I don't know if there's a specific one that, like, that's their thing. Like, wines and 40s or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. Nah. Okay. It, it, was, it was really weird. Alright. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. good well, good. I have here in my hand the first envelope of questions. And, of course, uh, for, if you'd like to submit questions for us to answer on the show as we drink our wine... Questions at gmail.com is where you want to send that to. Is that not it? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's okay. I'm listening. Rich did a very slight tip. <laughs> I'm so, so self-conscious about getting something wrong on the show that Rich just like the slightest thing. I'm just like, fuck. What did I do? I did the it. premise. Like, All right, the premise. The premise. No, and again, that was another thing. I have so much going on in my head. I'm like, what's the name of the email? What's the, uh, the, what's the word I always say? You know what I should do is maybe like write any of this down. Yeah. Maybe any of this. No. So I have here in my hand the first envelope of questions and appropriately uh, it is indicated by one picture of Josh from the TV show Drinking Josh <laughs> yeah this is the one Josh Which question is really good this is the one Josh questions uh, are you gentlemen ready for the first round of questions Indeed. totes think so right. so the first question of round one has been submitted to us by Megan Webster uh, Megan Webster says <laughs> verbatim can I ask them if they've ever seen a ghost and also to tell the story of seeing said ghost, or if they believe in ghosts, IDK, I just want to hear some ghosty stuff. <laughs> I love this question. Oh, great God. question. Uh, Rich, I'm going to let you start off. Yes. Yes. Uh, multiple times, I'm sure, I feel like. Um, more like, more so at my parents' current house that they live in. <coughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> just my, dying. My parents' uh, current house, um, <laughs> before they bought it, the woman passed away in, in there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, my mom didn't want to sleep in the master bedroom because, well, the woman died there. She's inhabiting that room. Oh, okay. So she gave it to me and my brother. Um, well, you guys are Italian, right? We are. Oh, my God. Italians fucking love ghosts. I... Let me tell you from experience. I... <laughs> Italians would goddamn love their ghosts. <laughs> so, I, uh, there was one time a few years after we had been in the house, I'm home alone and I'm sitting on the computer playing whatever game or instant messaging. I, this dates how old it is. And uh, my parents had a uh, 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 an L-shaped chair and one of the... Uh, an L-shaped couch. And one of the chairs was the captain's chair. And it had, like, it reclined back and it, it had, like, holes that you could... Like, cubby holes that you could put things in. Well, I'm sitting there one day, typing on the computer, and just out the corner of my eye, I see somebody sit down on that chair. <laughs> and I get up and I look... There's no one there. <laughs> Did you get any glimpses of like an appearance, like any I mean, it was just finding characteristics? It was just a black shadow, just mm. sat down on the chair, okay. and I was like, "Uh, the fuck? <laughs> um, hello? Yeah. No, obviously nobody answered. Um, and I was, I was freaked out. Uh, I, I, I could have swore I had more ghost stories. That is just one of the few. Um, I've gone to like. 
what is uh, Penhurst Asylum and done the ghost hunting, like mm-hmm. taking pictures. My sister's done it too. My sister has great tales from this past year where there was a toy for one of the my nieces in a room that had no batteries in it and it was playing noise. Hmm. Um, dun, and dun, like dun. there was there like you needed to push <laughs> these buttons hard in order for this noise to happen. And it was just like it was going off constantly she was like if you're here please stop doing that you're freaking me out <laughs> so you're you're a firm believer then oh 100 percent ghosts are real right. absolutely tim are you a believer have you seen a ghost <clears throat> i'm not sure if i believe in ghosts per se uh i believe in something there's definitely other stuff out there that we don't fully understand whether it's alternate realities kind of like intermingling with our own a little bit or something like that so what you're saying is the episode of doctor who where the cybermen took over and they were ghosts before they took over as cybermen correct okay that that one okay okay just had to make it nerdy didn't you (laughs) yeah that's how i live um so i actually have two stories one is less of a ghost story and we used to call him the gremlin because in our house uh when i was much younger in like elementary school grade school middle school like, I used to get home before everybody else, and I would always drop my keys off right by the front door. So, in the time period, or my cell phone, or the cordless phone, or whatever, depending what year it was. So, for the longest time, I would put stuff there, go sit on the couch, and then when I would go to leave, they wouldn't be there. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to leave the house unlocked, my mom will literally kill me. <laughs> so, I'd go down to do laundry, and whatever I left there that was gone is now next to the dryer. And it wouldn't just be me, so, like, it would just take stuff and put it next to the dryer, or, like, hide things under people's beds, or, like, just weird as shit. That's, that's amazing. I love <laughs> trickster ghosts like that. Like, it was crazy. so weird. They're the best. Uh, yeah. And then my mom, at one point, when my dad was in, well, it was either my dad or my brother's dad, I don't know, uh, in the Air Force, and she was on the base, one of her friends was having a party, and she's chatting up, like, two airmen who are in their jumpsuits at this house party, which is really weird. Or flight suits, not jumpsuits. And then she goes in another room, talks to her friend, and she's like, oh, I was, who are those two airmen? She's like, who? The two guys who are in there. And she's like, there are no airmen here. This is only, like, civilians. Hmm. And she's like, no, I was definitely talking to two airmen. A couple months later, her friend comes up, and she's like, hey, do you recognize these two guys? She's like, yeah, those are the guys I was talking to at the party. And she's like, they died like 20 years ago. Oh, jeez. And, <laughs> and it was just like, oh, that's really fucking weird. Jeez, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sean. <laughs> okay. What do you think? <laughs> seamless. <laughs> well, now it's not. I know. <laughs> now it's not seamless. You ruined it, but it's okay. What it's not seamless. Right. I don't understand. <laughs> All right, Sean. It's gonna be really funny when when like when this comes out because it will be seamless. Yeah. Like no one would have known. It'll just be like a cut, and then Matt'll say, "So, Sean, because he had come to a natural conclusion." Yeah. In the story. That was the that was funny. Like, okay, natural, natural. It's a natural conclusion. Let's go. Let's go. All right, all right. So long as we know. Okay. Right. Okay. So so what, what are we talking about? So go. <laughs> he doesn't listen to you. <laughs> so three of us we talk about ghosts for ten minutes. So. Okay. Okay. I, I I will I will talk about what I think about ghosts, but I need to I need to begin with uh, my wife Mary's opinion on ghosts is maybe my favorite thing that she has ever said to me okay. is that um, is that <laughs> she doesn't believe in ghosts, 
but she doesn't want any ghost to hear her <laughs> say that. All right. Lest they be mad. You know what? I can respect that. I can absolutely respect you that. You don't want the supernatural beings. All the yeah. to like, fuck you. Yeah. Mm. And, and I, so I don't, I don't believe in ghosts. I, I am more inclined to kind of, uh, to lean towards where Tim's coming from with like, there's more, I, I, I do believe there's more out there than we at least can perceive on the face of it. But here are some good ghost stories. So my my mom is convinced that the house that I grew up in is haunted. Um, and when I was little, and I remember this, so I don't know why I don't believe in ghosts, but I don't. Uh, but I so I was little, and I was walking from my room, and we just moved there, like maybe a couple weeks before. It's in I was six. Mm-hmm. I was in first grade. What however old you are in first grade? <laughs> this, is, this is not really important to the story. But I was walking downstairs, and I was walking past my sister's room. She was like two, and she was asleep. And I heard, you know, I heard, um, hi, cutie pie. And I walked downstairs, like my mom saying, saying goodnight. And I walked downstairs and I walk into the den and my mom and dad are both down there watching TV. And we had just moved there. So there's like nothing in that room. It's just a crib and a baby. Oh, geez. <laughs> and, so, and so, and so I told my mom, I was like, oh, I just heard the old lady who used to live here. She said goodnight to grace (laughs) and uh so she's convinced that there's a ghost in that house and i also i remember i I remember playing catch with a ghost through a door so like i had a little a little um you know how the big giant uh cylinders of iced tea have this kind of like flexy plastic lids yeah i was kicking it under the door and it was coming back to me which isn't crazy (laughs) <laughs> However, on the other side of the door were a bunch of plastic bags because we had just moved in. So there was nothing for it to bounce off of, but it was it kept <laughs> going and coming back to me. And I was just loving it. <laughs> but Jeez. but you don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in ghosts. Well, here, I think that there has to be reasonable explanations for why those things happened. I can be- I can choose to believe that those are ghosts that did those things, but I, I'm choosing not to in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It, w- it, it would be an active choice it, to be like, oh, I've definitely seen ghosts. And like, it, it's, it's an easy explanation to explain the unexplainable. Yeah. And I, and I think, I think there is, there has to be for me some, there has to be an explanation for why those things happened. And I don't think it makes, I think for a lot of people finding mundane reasons for those things like actually in those bags you're you're either just misremembering it like you thought it was just plastic bags full of clothes but it was actually like a plastic bag with something hard in it and you were kicking it and bouncing it was bouncing off the time the faucet turned on by itself it wasn't it was like something happened you left it on a little bit and something happened like a pressure surge and it went on all the way yeah something like that and like i don't i don't think i think a lot of people will attribute those things to ghosts in order to make life more interesting for themselves and I don't think we need that. And so that's why I don't believe in them, because I don't think I don't think the fact that those things can happen independently of ghosts makes them any less interesting to me that they happened. Like, why did I hear that? Was it just like an auditory hallucination? Because that's fucking crazy and awesome. Yeah. Like that my brain could do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't believe in ghosts, but I definitely have had things happen to me where I'm like, oh, ghosts are real in those moments. I'm like, oh, yeah, ghosts are definitely real. Yeah. <laughs> Is, there's been this this really specific gaslight anthem lyric that's been in my head as we started talking about this where it's we the the idea of well the spiritual or ghosts or whatever are sort of just that's the way we fill the gaps in our knowledge of whether it's a big thing happening or a little thing like how did the you know the 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 tea kettle start going off i didn't turn on the tea and the lyric was um like with everything discovered just waiting to be known what's left for god to teach from his throne 
and who will forgive us when he's gone. And although that's a religious lyric, I, I for some reason that jumped into my head as you were discussing that. Cause I'm like, yeah, it's like, well, it, once you hit the finite point of, there's no other way for me to determine what is the reason this happened. Uh, well, it's a ghost. Yeah. Like that's it. We're yeah. filling it in with ghosts. Like that <laughs> yeah. is, the, we're filling that in with ghosts. It's, at the, that it's the easy out. You're just like, yeah, oh, it's ghosts. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I do not believe in ghosts. I, I believe the closest that I've come to a ghostly encounter is probably what everybody's closest thing to a ghostly encounter is these days, which is, um, Alexa malfunctioning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a point we had put a, um, an echo dot downstairs in our, our, our uh, living room. And I had played it like a, I was trying to show my father-in-law, Oh, isn't this cool? You know, I had the Alexa dot and it played like a hard rock station or something. And at three in the morning, it decided, Oh, he wants to hear hard rock now. <laughs> <laughs> it was blasting like puddle of mud or something down in the, in the, nice. in the living room. Yeah. Like you do uh, mm-hmm. at three in the morning. So uh, that, that's as close as I've come. Cause it's like something tripped this, but you know, there's no, discernible noise or anything i wasn't sleepwalking going like she fucking hates me and something <laughs> they just, suddenly it just goes off so i, I don't know I, I don't think i've ever had that kind of spiritual encounter but also i don't think i've actively been like woke either. yeah so, i don't know i think that's also a thing too is if you're expecting to find something you will yeah it's the, you we are so suggestible even to ourselves mm-hmm. yeah like like i said like i could I know I have more stories than just the one, mm-hmm. but this is just the only one that's coming to mind right now. Like yeah. I have, I feel like I have seen or heard other things stomping and banging throughout yeah. my house when I was home alone. Yeah, but it's just yeah, it's probably just the house settling or whatever. It's an old house, yeah. like right. but. I subscribe to it. Nope. It's, uh, it's some trickster god and ghost that's, thing. And that's fine. Around. You know, like, one time I was in my house alone, and uh, my room was very messy, and I had a lamp on the floor. Uh, and it was behind a picture frame, like a like a picture frame on the floor, and behind it was a lamp. And then I heard a huge thud, and I came in, and the and uh, the lamp was in front of the picture frame on the floor on its side. And I was like, "Oh, that's a fucking ghost!" In that moment, <laughs> but so I don't have an explanation for how that happened because it doesn't make sense to me. But like I said, I could just be misremembering where I placed the goddamn lamp, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it like fell off a chair or something, yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things, it's like, for that, it's like, okay, well, it's harmless for you to think, oh, yeah, yeah it's a ghost. <laughs> the moment you start saying, like, well, the ghost also told me to, like, invade Iraq, then you have yeah. a problem. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, again, ghost is a pure example. Um, any other ghostly stories? There, we, there was a request for more ghosty stuff. I, I can't, I can't. Do you have any more ghosty stuff? There has to have been, like, a church farm, like, another church farm school ghosty story. Nah, just a lot of, uh, dick jokes and, uh, beating each other up. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Although, yeah. uh, to, uh, in, in support of Meg's question, uh, I, I do think that ghosty should be the term going forward <laughs> for yeah. any, for any, any sort of supernatural any, thing. Yeah, any paranormal stuff. Yeah. Ghosty stuff. The ghosty of Tom Joad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and anything like that. So let's move on to the next question, uh, which comes to us from Emily Cooper. And we're going to, <laughs> This this always seems to happen. There's never a smooth transition from, like, <laughs> do you believe in ghosty stuff to, like, what's the meaning of life? Um, this is from Emily Cooper, and the question is, do you believe in toxic masculinity, and how has it affected you personally? Oh, my God. I have a really good example of this. I'm okay. going to jump right in. So, yes, 100% I believe yeah. in toxic masculinity, <clears throat> and I'm, this is a great segue. Mary and I, uh, so we're at that age when so many people have... Um, so many people have are having baby showers. Like every single goddamn week is a new baby shower. And so Mary and I are, are walking through uh, Bye Bye Baby looking for a little like uh, 
some clothes for a baby and just as like an extra gift on top of whatever they registered. And because we're having a baby, I'm paying more attention to it. And there are so <laughs> the 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 uh the, the clothes with like mommy on them are like I love my mommy and like mommy's little boy and mommy's little girl and like all really positive things. All the clothes, <laughs> all the clothes for dads are like, you're a fucking idiot. Here's where the heads go. Here's where the arms go. And like, it's so fucked up because it's, it's like, like there are, there are no like, there are, there were maybe like two things that were like, that were similar to like the, you know, I love my mom, but for a dad. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so fucked up sincerely that there is so little expected of fathers that it it has become this cultural touchstone joke because it's like yeah that's funny but like what it's coming from a place where they expect literally nothing of you and that the like your wife is going to take care mary and i mary has like more experience obviously with handling babies than i do but like we're pretty much coming in cold at this right. point. And so, like, we both don't know shit. <laughs> so we're both ideally going <laughs> to learn together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, and I think it's so fucked up that, like, I, and I think it can kind of get to you where it's like, I don't, I don't have to do anything to be a good dad. Like, I just show up at stuff for Jake. And I, like, I, I don't have that in my head that, like, I have to do anything extra. Like, just being there, crushing it. Yeah. A plus. <laughs> the bar is, is lowered. Yeah, it's so <laughs> low. And I think it's a really... But that's a really bad headspace to get into. Because then you're like, oh, I don't have to do anything. And then I do. you do expect your wife to do stuff, pick up a lot of slack. Mm-hmm. And that just puts strain on your relationship. All the way down the line. And then you're divorced and sad and alone. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking ahead. I agree. Yeah. It's good. Uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And And... It's sort of like the like the real life version of like the sitcom dad, where it's just like, well, of course, a sitcom dad's like a fucking moron. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he just like can't do anything properly domestically, but like watch sports and drink beer, yeah. and that that eventually does set a real life expectation. Like that, there there is an actual like there is an actual side effect to that. So I definitely believe that. Well, exists. there and there was. Do you remember uh, Pierce Morgan caught a lot of shit for calling basically calling Daniel Craig a wuss because he was yes. carrying his baby in like uh, one of those uh, front sided yeah. baby. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's and that's like Daniel Craig <clears throat> was just being a goddamn parent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was he started, kept going like because there because there were like football players or or uh, yeah soccer players who yeah. were responding to Pierce Morgan and said, "Hey, you know, famous soccer player from Man Manchester United or something here. I too." do this and he just doubled down on it and he was just like no you're also a pussy like, <laughs> yeah you know you like the like the most stereotypically masculine person <laughs> in europe you also because you take care of your kid it's, yeah. it's terrible yeah it's it's this ridiculous expectation of men having to be manly men and it's just i at, can't stand yeah, it at, and like, the, at the detriment of other things which, yeah. they should, which they should also be a part of yeah. yeah there are a lot of things that are considered like stereotypically masculine like i i used to listen to adam carolla a lot not so much now but he would always lament that like Oh, uh, men can't like fix a flat tire anymore, or like can't do like basic. You know, everybody should have like these basic <laughs> yeah. tasks. Like, it shouldn't just be a well. Men, men have become weak because they don't know how to fix a flat tire. They don't know how to like change a light, you know, change a light bulb or what have you. It's like that. Those are just adult tasks. Like things yeah. that we correspond with masculinity are just like. This is just being an adult. This yeah. is like being responsible. Yeah, yeah. Point. And also, we all have got in AAA Adam Carolli. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? Like, uh, Tim, what have your uh, your crossings with 
toxic masculinity been, or have you had any? Uh, none that I can think of off the top of my head, though I'm sure I've had them. So I have a question for you, because you are engaged. And Sir, so this yeah. is something that happened to me a ton, and I'm sure it happened to you too, Matt. Uh, sorry, Rich. Uh, <laughs> it'll but, happen, yeah. maybe. Something. No, I, I, I know it will. But, like, you get people coming up to you, generally older men, and being like, up, your life's over. Yeah. And, like, and you're like, I, I, it always kind of pissed me off because it's like, no, I'm getting married to this person because I want to spend the rest. Like, this is a choice I'm making. And if you're unhappy in your marriage, that sucks. But, yeah. like, don't project onto me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've, I've really only had that issue with one person. Yeah. Guess who it is? Oh, uh, I, I, it's absolutely your father-in-law, your future father-in-law. Abs- oh yeah, it's totally. He's the only <laughs> who's done anything even close to that in reference to the wedding? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the only thing that I've really had an issue with is everyone like it was leading up to the engagement with just like, so been together five years. When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? And then you lay out a logical argument of like, well, listen, this this is expensive, and they're like, money doesn't matter, and it's like you. You can't fucking say money That's, doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is something you have to do. And you and I was like, whoa, this yeah. is going to be a team thing. You can only I say, need to make sure we're both good. Yeah, you can only say money doesn't matter when money doesn't matter for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, if money matters for you, that's it. It does. It's it is it is how it is. Like. It's part of being an adult is planning that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm not financially prepared for this or I am financially prepared for this or what have you. Yeah. But for the most part, anytime someone like starts getting into that to- toxic masculinity headspace, I'm, I, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't give a fuck. So when they're like, oh, are you gay or like something because I'm acting effeminate or I'm doing something that is atypical of what men should do. I'm just like. I mean, I might be, but obviously it's a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, like, they're, they're always going to be the jokes, like the, the stuff that like we get left behind. But like, I, I genuinely think it's also a generational and just uh, who you choose to associate with factor as well. Like the four of us, you, you know, are pretty open minded and I would say for the most part, pretty socially liberal and progressive kind of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a generational change. And yeah. it's almost like. It's the easy thing to fall back on in an uncomfortable situation. And that's why, like, I'll even get coworkers. I had a bunch of people, uh, when I got back from my honeymoon, I guess they, get, they gave me, like, a late wedding card. Cause, like, where's Cass Nelbin for two weeks? <laughs> oh, crap. He got married. Uh, so they gave me a card. I was like, congratulations. And, like, a bunch of them said, you know, different variations of happy wife, happy life and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, which is again, you know, that's still in that zone. Yeah. And, but, but it was like, they were signed by, like, women my age, which is like, this is a strange thing. Like, this is not, this is, no, not I was, much as I expected. I was listening to uh, Conan's new podcast, Conan O'Brien and his friends, and Bill Burr was on it, and he was saying, yeah, I decided to try that happy wife, happy life thing, and I'm just like, try? Like, isn't that just your normal life anyway? You like, just, we, we are just, yeah. we are both in a, rela- in a relationship, you and the person you are in the relationship with, it is both of your jobs to make the other person happy. Yeah, yeah. that's again, it's an adult <laughs> thing yeah it is not a masculine thing for anything it's just two-way streets no. all the way around yeah well i would say on the happy wife happy wife happy life thing it, it's less of a like you need to make her happy and more of a because women have felt neglected for so long because men that's have just a been really like, interesting nope, point yeah you do all the work i'm just gonna be me 
it, it's I think it's more a reflection of that, and it's like, can you stop being an asshole, please? I, That's a good point. I think I so I think you might be right when it's coming from women. From women, yeah. But when I th- I think I think when it's coming from dudes, it's just like, yeah, just fucking <laughs> shut her up, <laughs> shut her up, and watch some football. Give her some flowers and some jewelry. She'll go the fuck away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She'll leave you alone so you and the bros can go into your man cave. You and your dudes <laughs> hanging uh, out, going to Bubba's. Oh, yeah. the man cave. I hate the man cave yeah. so much. I I like the concept of, like, I don't, I like what's in the man cave. I don't really care if you call it a man cave. If you called it, like, you know, the fu- the fuzzy pony unicorn hole, like, I'd still be like, yo, is it a TV? It's fine. It's a different podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, fuzzy pony unicorn hole. <laughs> As it was happening, like, shit. Um, yeah, th- any other thoughts on, on the subject? Toxic masculinity? Uh, make sure we hit all the points. Does it yeah. exist? How does it affect you personally? Yes, and it's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, it, yeah, I think we all experience it in different ways, and it's just you know. Yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, the way that I've dealt with it is just choosing not to associate myself with people who will project that onto me. Yeah, and I live my best life. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I feel like the closest that we come to toxic masculinity within our friend group is just making fun of Vince. But that's less because of toxic masculinity. Vince's more, masculinity make, is toxic, but for different we just, ways. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to make fun of Vince. Well, and that's and yeah, and I think yes, it's coming from a different place. It's still it's still starting from a probably not a great place. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's doing the harm societally. No, <laughs> I, I I've moved on. I, I I pride myself. I've made fun of Vince for very unflattering reasons in the past, and I, I think I, I prided myself on moving on to just making fun of his fantasy football team. Yeah, even yeah. though he won the title, which is the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> Absolutely. Congratulations, Vince. Congratulations. If you listen to this, I, I legitimately congratulate you. Because we I... spent most of the last five weeks bagging on you. <laughs> um, the next question uh, comes unnamed, so I believe this is one of the SOs. Uh, what is the silliest thing that you have an emotional attachment to? The silliest thing you have an emotional attachment to? The ends of bread. An emotional attachment to the I ends of bread? I feel so bad for them. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no one eats them. They just, <laughs> just get left alone. <laughs> they're, they're the neglected? The yeah. untouchable? <laughs> Look, the, the more often I've been hanging out with Sean, the more I've been getting his personality traits like that. I've been drinking pumpkin spice coffee at work for probably two months oh my God, because Rich. nobody else is drinking it and i feel so bad for it <laughs> is that because you feel wow. is it because i've done that and it's just because like this is the one that nobody's gonna drink and i'm just gonna get rid of it well like, this it's is a different thing for you. well it's it's i feel bad that no one's drinking it so i'm gonna drink it plus since no one's drinking it it's gonna either get thrown out and okay. i don't like to waste shit so it's yeah it's both but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. i feel terrible like yeah, I feel so, so bad. Yeah, for I think I think it's it is a it's an overstep to say I feel bad for the bread, but I feel bad for all of the things that surround the, the bread that no one's going to eat. This is this is not the direction I thought this question was going to take, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, Tim, do you have an emotional attachment to an inanimate object? Uh, no. <laughs> Good. All right. I feel like as soon as this is over, I'm going to think of something and be like, "How did I miss that?" Oh man, Mr. Snuggles. <laughs> Does whiskey count? I have an emotional attachment to whiskey. It is not an inanimate. It's definitely an inanimate. That's, that's alcoholism, is what you're, <laughs> what you're thinking. I mean, it's, is that not emotional? You're right, you're right. It's fair. Rosé, a clever disguise for out-of-control alcoholism. <laughs> so we're right, we're hitting, we're right at the alley. I can't, I don't know. I, I, I guess I have an emotional attachment. This is, this is sort of a cop-out, but it's, it's also genuinely true, which is the, the guitar I got as a wedding gift. 
because it's it's not only an awesome guitar, it represents so many different things because it's obviously my wedding gift. It's a lot about personal touches that my wife and my brother helped me helped out on. Um, it's in the shape of an Explorer, which is the guitar from Claudio Sanchez, my favorite band. Um, that is the first thing that comes to mind. I I don't I, know otherwise. I don't know. I feel this. I I feel that way about uh, the first acoustic guitar I got. Like sure, I've been yeah. I've been through it. Like I played a bunch of open mic nights with it, and mm-hmm. it uh, recently one of my dogs. It was in it was it was in my living room in a stand, and one of my dogs knocked it over and and hit the uh, I broke the top. Okay. Um, which I can't think of the name of. Is right it on the body, like no, up on the oh the headstock, the headstock, yeah, and broke the headstock off, and I was really bummed. That really but sucked. like, uh, but luckily, uh, one of Mary's brother had wood glue, and it broke in such a way that we were able to like, glue it back together. So it still works, mm-hmm. and it's back, it's back to as good as it was because it was a shitty guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, it, I was very bummed because I did have that emotional attachment to it, and all of like the scratches and stuff from before is like. Those are also important to its story as a guitar, which right. is lame. But like, that was, oh no, yeah, I but, agree. Yeah, but I have that. I think that as an inanimate object, a re, like with a real, actual emotional connection, it's that. It's musical instruments are great for that too. And it's like you know, a, mm-hmm. a guitar is like a pretty like Americana kind of one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think anybody who's like they learn their first instrument, like their first saxophone or their first what have you, I think is going to have some some serious emotional yeah. strings yeah. to it. Yeah, I have I have two actually. Okay, uh, they're both. Headwear. One is a hat and one is a beanie. The hat is um a black Philadelphia Phillies hat. And I wore it to my first three fireflies. Okay. And I remember the second firefly I was leaving. I left uh, on that Sunday night and I was driving home. Halfway home, I stopped to get gas at Wawa and I thought I lost it. And I almost had a breakdown right there. Because it's like, this is a connection to these events. And this is a connection to one of my favorite sports teams. And like... I almost, like, fell apart right there until, I, like, I tore my car apart looking for this thing until I found it. And mm. once I found it, I was, like, much better. I was right. like, like, it's it's a memento to remind me about those those two festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one was, is uh, my Eagles beanie that I got last year for Valentine's Day. Uh, for anybody who doesn't really know me, I don't, I've never really celebrated a lot of Valentine's Days. So last year was essentially my first Valentine's Day I celebrated with someone, and I just remember before the Eagles parade, we were going around the mall, Target, everywhere, looking for a beanie, for an Eagles beanie. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find one. And then she, like, she got me, like, some some candy, some beard oil, some beard balm. I was like, oh, this is awesome. She's like, there's something else in there. It's all the way at the bottom, wrapped up, hidden. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. I was, like, ecstatic. So I'm like... And I had a friend recently put it on, and I was like, I don't, I don't want you to wear that. Like, I don't want anybody else to wear my this this beanie. Like, this is my beanie. Like, right. And it's pr- it would be the same with that Phillies hat, too. It's like, I don't want anybody else wearing it. Like, this is my thing. Like, I've got emotional connection to it. It's very silly to have connection to these things, but I do. Mm-hmm. And I love these things, and I don't want anybody to ruin them. Sports sports bring that out, too, for yeah. sure. Um, I, I have an Eagles Kevin Curtis jersey that I have the same way about. I've had that jersey for... 11 years, and, you know, I, I was wearing it when we won the Super Bowl last year, yeah. um, which uh, I have to mea culpa a little bit. When Sean, uh, Sean correctly pointed out when we had our New Year's episode and he wasn't here for it, uh, shamed uh, all of us, but specifically me, for not mentioning <laughs> the Eagles winning the Super Bowl as the best moment, one of the best moments of 2018, I, uh, which is incredible. And uh, I coming- think... 
24 hours after the Eagles ended their title defense. I think I tweeted it was an honorable mention, though. (laughs) Like, like we didn't say this, but we all remember. That's true. That's true. Um, But yeah, and cars are are sort of the same way. Like, I I realized as you were talking, like, my my car, I have an emotional attachment to, and I've only had it for uh, three, four years, four, four or five years at this point. But it's, it's, you know, every event in your life, you know, if you live where we do and you're, you're driving mm-hmm. around the suburbs, you're associating with your car. Yeah. You know, dates, uh, big, big work events, job interviews, uh, weddings, anything like that. And so uh, everything that's happened to me in those four and a half, five years, even though my wife uh, absolutely despises my car <laughs> in every way, shape, or form, I, I love the thing. And I, I it's acknowledging its many flaws, but I, I, I love the thing. So having having bought a new car yes when i was getting yeah, chevy when, sonic like, the hedgehog chevy sonic the hedgehog um when i was getting everything out of my old car i had a little autobots emblem on the front and i was like i need that can do you have a, a a uh like anything to help me pry it off because this is the one thing i definitely need from this it's just it's a memento from that car it was mm-hmm. on the car since the day i got it and i've had that car for 10 plus years yeah I was just like, I need, I need to hold on to this. This thing's falling apart anyway, but I need it. Right. Do you have any other um, inanimate objects that you've got an attachment to, Tim? Uh, no, but I figured out a way to tie this back into the toxic masculinity part. Nice. We <laughs> do. About how and how uh, it affects our lives, and I didn't really elaborate on that. I think the biggest form of, or the biggest effect it's had on my life, uh, is growing up just being like, stop being sad about that. Get over it. Don't do that. Okay. Stop crying. Mm. And so I guess as a result of that, uh, I just don't try. I try not to get emotionally invested in anything. And sometimes I feel I'm emotionally detached. So that's why I'm not really attached to anything. I attach to people. And that's about it. Because Mm -hmm. people are much more likely to be around. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I lose this thing, I don't care. If this breaks, I don't Mm -hmm. care. Yeah. Somebody dies. That's, that sucks. Mm. But, uh, no, that's, yeah. that, that's an interesting tie back, and and uh, that that works. That you know, that definitely explains what your relationship is to things versus people or, or what have you. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I think the toxic masculinity aspect of it, like although it has you bottle up your feelings, you almost have more of an emotional attachment to things, but like very specific things, like this is my you know, this is my ride, this is my yeah. my my lawnmower, whatever whatever it might be. I'm obviously very good at being masculine, <laughs> like a lawnmower, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but but I, I think you almost it requires you to have more of an attachment to things. At least that has been my observation. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I I can see where you're coming from. Though. You have like you have to be more selective about what you're emotional about because because you you feel like you're going to get shit on. Yeah, for showing that emotion, so you have to be like, this is really important, so I'm going to show it here. Yeah, yeah. And Matt, I, I feel like yours is uh, more goes to the sense of like how you define yourself is by what you own. I think that's more of yeah. like, this is my car. Right. This is my status symbol showing how awesome I am in comparison to you and right. you suck. This is how I show my individuality so, by showing you one of the like millions of BMWs that are out on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Define Pretty yourself much. through brands. <clears throat> um, all right. I have another question here. You guys ready? Yeah. Uh, this next question is from <clears throat> Grassi Rei Lai. Grassi Rei <laughs> Maybe Arabic. I don't know. Uh, what is the worst book you've ever read and why? Uh, okay, so... It'd be really edgy and say, the Bible! (laughs) 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 Take that organized religion. Boom! Just just Um, the first book. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I I don't remember the name of this book, but it was a summer reading book, and I remember 
was about a kid over summer. He ended up breaking his leg, falling off of a high dive or something. I don't know, but I just know it sucked or it was that boring Mm -hmm. like that I just didn't care to even continue reading it. And I would have taken the F because it was that bad of a book. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't read often as is. Mm -hmm. And so forcing me to read over the summer books that I think are terrible just made it even worse. Yeah. Oh, that was just a summer reading book. It was a summer reading book from like. I think yeah. sixth grade. My so my high school did summer reading a really cool way where each teacher would assign three different books and then you could pick a teacher. So you could find books like one one That's year I did like uh, Ender's Game Foundation by Isaac Asimov and then I think It or something and so uh, by Stephen King. Okay. okay. And so it was just like so it was like three science fiction books. I'm like I'm really into science fiction. I loved all of those books. And so, like that was that was that's I think a good way to do it is to give give like a wide berth. One of my teach one of my teachers was like super Republican, so he would have like Bill O'Reilly's book, like <laughs> sure. and like and this was like however many years before he killed like a bunch of ago. world leaders, yeah. killing Kennedy, killing yeah, Patton, yeah, yeah. killing. But yeah, but like uh, in in elementary school, they had it was specific books going to each grade. It was two books you had to read one of them, and they were both just boring, stupid books like. One of them was like The Giver, which I've never read. I, I was supposed to. It's a good book. Is it? <laughs> it is a classic. It, it sounded boring. Um, I watched the movie. It had cool concepts, poorly executed. Uh, the mo- I, I don't like think the, the movie is very awesome. good, but the book is like really cool. I okay. think I think the- it's. I don't know if you'd appreciate it now, but like as a kid, it was super cool. But that I was also very into reading. Yeah. Like I, I would, I would not listen to my teachers and read in the back of class because that's where I was. I I wasn't unless it was like a Star Wars book or something <laughs> yeah. like. That. Tim, Tim was shaking his head there uh, at the uh, I like reading part, but yeah, I don't read. But it's like you're in the back of the room and you're reading. No, the back of the room is where you fuck off and well, don't well, yeah, do no, anything. No, so I would sit in the back of the room and the back of the room is where um, the bookshelf was. So I'd pick mm. a book off the shelf and read. I read um, what's that movie? Uh, it's a Ella Enchanted. I read all of Ella Enchanted in the back of seventh grade math. Wow. <laughs> nice. Hey, you're all so right. much a better student than we were. I mean, aside from that, not paying attention to the class thing, but like, I mean, geez, you're like the, you know, the commercial where the um the, the the little girl grows up to be an engineer and she's in class like doing physics homework while she's got like a machine that turns the pages so it looks like she's paying attention to like <laughs> elementary whatever. That's you. That's yeah. you, man. <laughs> God, uh, Tim, Tim, do you have a worse book? Uh, pretty much anything I had to read for summer reading while I was at Philip and James. All right. I don't think I ever actually finished any of them. Like at this point, I might go back and read some of them. Like I, we were supposed to read *Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe*, which I'm sure is a phenomenal series according to what everyone tells me. Never fucking read it. I read the first two chapters and the last two chapters of *A Wrinkle in Time*. Mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking know what that book's about. It's something about a tesseract. Yeah, something about a I tesseract. Got. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is what's this a Marvel? tesseract? A wrinkle in time. What's a wrinkle in time? A tesseract. <laughs> um. So I don't know because if if I didn't enjoy the book after the first like two chapters, I just didn't read it. So I I have no idea. Hmm. I have a bunch of books I like. <laughs> This <laughs> is the opposite of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I even looked at my bookshelf. I was like, did any of these suck? No, these were all pretty good. I do remember one of the uh, summer readings was Johnny Tremaine. Is that the one with the guy who gets his hand 
fucked up. I didn't read it. I think I read it. I think my I think my dad had like a really mm. old version of it, and I like the smell of it, so I read it. <laughs> Mahogany. <laughs> uh, I, there was a book I read in middle school, and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me, but it was about uh, a kid who wanted to play basketball really well, so he made a like he basically made a deal with the devil to be an incredible high school basketball player. It sounds like a Goosebumps book, but it was not. It was like <laughs> it was aspiring to be. I think it was aspiring to be like a really like thought provoking work of of young adult fiction but it was just about a kid who wanted to play basketball better and it said on the it said on the sleeve you know he sells a soul to the devil and 11 year old matt is like oh yeah sells soul to the devil this <laughs> cool. is cool sports devil went down to georgia let's go uh and i don't remember like any references to the devil part of it like so <laughs> either either it was a saying and i didn't interpret it correctly when i was 11 or it was just a poorly written book either way i was disappointed and so because that's the first thing that came to mind. It's the worst book ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and any other nominees? Oh, um, yes. So the the worst book I've ever... So I've read a lot of really bad books because a while ago I had the idea to make a podcast where I would read bad books and Mary and I, I would tell Mary what they were about. And so I read a couple books for that. And so they were fucking terrible. But uh, they're like bad. Some of them were just we Like it was either weird or like... There's one called I I and the reason it, we didn't go through with it was because we both felt bad for just making fun of these books because these are very <laughs> earnest. A lot of time was put into them. I want to interject real quick because I, I think I remember either you or Mary sending me yeah. the first episode of this podcast. I did not know or did not pay attention to the fact that the whole pre- premise was was that it was a bad book that you were reviewing. <laughs> so I was listening to this like, boy, it sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were bad, but. The uh yeah like there was one called it was just like if it was as if somebody was like I had a dream about how cool I was and uh I like as a t- I was I was a nerd as a teenager but goddamn it it was it, the reason was because I was never abducted by aliens because I was the chosen one and and it's like and it's, it's like, like a tool song yeah it's real weird but the worst book I ever had to read for school was Jane Eyre and it's a terrible fucking book. Don't really? ever read it. It's so bad. I hated every wow. goddamn second of it. <laughs> I've never, I've never read it, but it's always like one, like one of the fifty greatest books ever written. Yeah, or I great books ever fucking written. hated it. And wow. then we, yeah, and then we had to read Wide Sargasso Sea, which is like a prequel written a hundred years after or something like that. It's so bad. I hated it. It was so boring, mm-hmm. and it was awful. Jane Eyre. So Charlotte Bronte. Honestly, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> As we know, this podcast came out firmly against <laughs> Charlotte Bronte. Charlotte Bronte. Uh, before we go to the last question, I want to issue a, cor- a correction. Um, I, I screwed up my bit, and uh, I, the the question was submitted by Grace Riley, who I know <laughs> indefinitely exists. Uh, I was going to say, like, now both yeah, of my sisters. No, no, that, I screwed up the bit. Uh, you you only you do have uh, one sister, and she's very sweet and very great. Uh, and it's a shame you don't have more. So. <laughs> Uh, we have one last question. Uh, it is, uh, unattributed. So from one of the SOs, if you could live in any sitcom, which would it be in any sitcom? For me, this is relatively easy. I'd live in friends cause nobody works and they all live in high rises. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good, that's good. I like, I would live in, uh, parks and rec cause everyone is living their best lives. And it's also, it's, I don't know. And government works. <laughs> I, you know, Ron's best efforts <laughs> actually does stuff. You know what? I actually. I'd have to go with uh, Parks and Rec just because wow. you're working for the government if you're there, and which means you get awesome health insurance. Unless, so, yeah. except for the last 25 days. Yeah, well, except, yeah, well, yeah. 
Oh, this is government. <laughs> government employees here. Uh, Tim. Uh, I'm going to go with Cheers so I could just be at the bar. That's a good pick. Yeah. He just wants to and be that's another one where everybody's a character. Like, everybody is themselves at Cheers, for sure. Yeah. 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 Yep. yeah. You got Fraser Crane. You've got Ted Danson's character. <laughs> You've got the other guy. <laughs> I know a lot about Cheers. Norm. That Norm. 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 Yes. So much uh, for everybody knows your name. You've got the guy, you've got the guy who, uh, who now plays Ham in Toy Story. Uh, yeah. Is that Norm? Yeah, no, that's not Norm. That's some other guy. Okay, you have uh, the girl. The girl. <laughs> yeah, um, Kirstie Alley. I don't. Kirstie Alley's character. Kirstie yeah, Alley's in that in that show. I don't know. God, we're it's that's that's on the list of old sitcoms to watch for me, but I just haven't. Ooh. I went backwards and watched Frasier first. Oh, uh, Frasier is a really good show. It is a good it show. Is. Like I didn't, I didn't fully Very watch. Thumbing your my nose at you the whole time. What? Yeah. Oh, that show. It's just so pretentious. Oh, it's like I thumb my nose at you. Well, the whole <laughs> point is that I thought the point was supposed to be that it's like it's making fun of the guy who's thumbing his nose at you. Yeah, like the, I, like like Frasier gets owned about as much as he tries to own other people. Yeah, like his dad, who's like, I'm. I'm I'm his dad of, and the dog are the best part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his dad is awesome. His dad is the definition of toxic masculinity. Uh, Brought it uh, full circle. Wow. Oh, we get there. We get there. We get <laughs> it turns there. out everyone in Frasier is awful. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, yeah, okay. So, good picks. I mean, I, I, I would... Seinfeld would be a bad one because it's just New York, but with, like, comically worse people. Like, <laughs> intentionally well, terrible people. Well, the question I have for this question is... If you're joining the sitcom, are you going to be main cast or are you going to be side side stories? Okay, like are you like are you jumping in as like Joey or Chandler? And if so, since you said friends, who would your character be that you would want to be? Oh, man, see the problem <laughs> is just like I, I only picked that one aspect of Friends. I don't really particularly like Friends as a show. <laughs> this uh, is like my third time watching. I, I guess I guess Chandler. I, yeah, he's, he's the best. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah, Joey's the best, but Matt's totally a Chandler. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, probably because I think I'm a lot better than I am. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's probably the biggest part of it. Um, yeah, I, I sure Chandler. Yeah, uh, who, who would you replace on Parks and Rec? Oh, that that is a good question though, because I think in the Friends universe, it's just a normal, it's the normal world, except you have these five douchebags yeah. who are taking up so much space. Oh. They are horrible people. But, but like, <laughs> for real, in, in the part, if, if you either in as a main character or as like a, a random other person in Parks and Rec, you're, you're living in the United States. You're living in a very like, bureau, like minimal bureaucracy because it's so streamlined. Yeah. And it's just, cr they're crushing it. <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'd be. I, I'd be Andy. Oh, Andy's a good. I'm definitely an Andy. He's so happy. That, I mean, me too. I because of his unbridled enthusiasm. Yeah, just I very much I aspire to that level. Yeah. Of, well, I, everyone always has those memes of like, I want to find the gym to my Pam. Like, no, I want to find the April to my Andy. Like, oh, that's what I want. <laughs> Your Aubrey Plaza. Yes. Yeah. She's my spirit animal. <laughs> you would definitely. Who would you be from Cheers, Tim? See, now you're expecting me to remember <laughs> who people are. You'd be it's Norm. You'd be Norm. You'd be Norm, because you're just you're I, sitting there drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll take your word for it. You got it. You Fair got enough. it. We got there. Bingo, bingo. Uh, the answer is not It's Always Sunny, even though that show's great, uh, because all those people are fucking They're dead. They're just as terrible, if not worse, than the Friends Friends. It's Always Sunny is basically Seinfeld with like more swearing and more gross stuff. It's just like the five worst <laughs> which, people. Which group of people, excluding... The always sunny people, because they're terrible people. Which group of people do you think are the worst people? The friends? 
from Friends or the Friends from Seinfeld? I I say the Friends from Friends. The Friends they're, from Seinfeld because they're because they're definitely they're because I think they don't have that much impact. They don't have as much. They have, they're shitty to each other all the time. Whereas like every single girl that Jerry dates, he's a fucking dick to. Yeah, <laughs> and he dates so many girls. And George, George too. George creates a George lies so much <laughs> that he created a whole alternate persona to use exclusively when he is lying about something. <laughs> <laughs> As a uh, oh god, I can't remember it now. Ab ab. God, Art Vandalay. Yeah, Art Vandalay. Vandalay. Uh, he creates a whole persona just for that. Like, they're True. all awful. Yeah. And Elaine, they, they, yeah. I, I think the French people, they're shitty people. Like, they're I shitty, Joey they're, is... they're shitty within, like, the normal range of, of <laughs> shitty. Uh, you know, actually, it's not even all the friends. It's just Ross and Rachel are shitty people. Ross specifically. Ross yeah. is bad. Yeah. 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 All right, that, that, those are good. Those are the, another nice round. Are you, are you, uh, we're about to move on to the next uh, round of questions, but before we do, uh, Tim, where can people find you if they want to hear some of your more amusings on Norm and Frazier and the like? Uh, on Twitter specifically, me, not where you, you live. At, at Tim R. Hansen, give me reasons to fight Trump since I'm the president. Yes, that's right. <laughs> we, we are trying to start a fight, a Yu-Gi-Oh, a Yu-Gi-Oh duel. duel. He's ignoring the duel. Yeah, I need yeah more a options. duel, not a fight. <laughs> yeah, a Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> duel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Sean censored out a significant portion of last uh, one of our episodes uh, because we we decided to go beyond what we do in terms of a duel with Donald Trump. Uh, we're gonna have to go with Beyblades now. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, so> Beyblades, <laughs> like a crossfire fight. Crossfire. Rich, where can people find you on Twitter? At b underscore walnuts, Mr. O'Brien. At hey, it's sob. Uh, I am on Twitter at mcasnel, m k a s z n e l. The show, of course, is available at brose underscore podcast. We're on Facebook. Uh, if you want to follow us on other social media platforms, and of course, subscribe to us on every podcast app known to mankind. It's great. Please leave us five star reviews uh, and ratings. Uh, we got one review from a person who where were they? did they say where they were from? I don't think so. It was a name that we didn't recognize. No, like, I didn't recognize it. I didn't read it. Oh, it started. Well, you'll have to find out in episode 5.2. Right, oh, shit. No. 6.2, damn it. 6.2. Yeah, I don't know what episode we are. But we've got we've gotten uh, at least one good review. We'd love to see more. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Goodbye to the listeners, Bye to everyone. The listeners. Bye. For Rich, for Tim, for Sean, I'm Matt. Have a great night. And as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Peace out, Girl Scouts. All right. Save that. I'm totally going to run a train on these peppers. <laughs> <laughs>